Hello, everyone, and welcome to the L2 Sports Podcast. I am your host, Lucas Curtelli, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Luca Moya. Another jam-packed show for you guys today. We'll be talking about some hockey, all the drama going on, whether it's trades or win streaks. Baseball, the Blue Jays, we finally got some Blue Jays news uh, coming out of Major League Baseball. The Raptors season is in full swing. They're doing very well, coming off a loss to the Brooklyn Nets last night. And, of course, the NFL Week 10 marquee matchups. But let's start off with uh, some banter. I know we missed it a little last week, Luca. I know you like that right off the top. I do. The show. I do. I do. So, how you been? How's your week been? I haven't talked to you in a whole in a whole week. I know. Uh, how you been, buddy? People might think we talk every day, but it's really hop on Mondays, do the podcast, post it, and uh, I'll see you next week. I get so, a little Snapchats in there of Luca maybe playing yeah, feet, but chilling on the couch. But that, that's yeah. pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been good. You know, rough week for the Bruins, man. Jesus. Uh, Congrats, I guess. Uh, we'll Thank see you. if you Thank guys you. can do. We'll see if you guys can do it in April. But for right now, I'll let you guys enjoy that. Um, but yeah, can't complain, man. The Pats are rolling. Okay, you cannot cannot complain. Uh, Inter is doing all right. You know they're doing. Eh, still hard to get over the off season, but we're trying to move on. And like I, I mentioned, you know the Bruins, the Raps are playing pretty good basketball. So all in all, not bad. I'm just pumped, man. We're gonna talk about it a bit later, but. OBJ is available, and you know I've been <laughs> calling for this guy's name to come to New England, and there's a chance. So, I mean, hopefully something big happens. Um, but right now, I'm just glad that the Pats are rolling, and they're in a playoff spot. So we'll see if they can hold on to that. Hey, everything in the world of sports is crazy right now. The crazy. four major sports are rolling right now, and we love it because it gives us a lot of content. So we're going to start off with 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 some hockey. and. Finally, the Buffalo Sabres, Jack Eichel saga has come to an end. Jack Eichel is going to the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Viva Las Vegas, Jack. Um, They made a big blockbuster trade last week. Alex Tuck, uh, prospect Peyton Krebs, a 2022 first and a 2023 second are headed to Buffalo, as well as Jack Eichel and a third round pick is heading to Vegas, Luca. When this came, like, yeah. When this came, on. this trade came across the wire. It was right in the morning, I think, on a yeah. Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. What were your first reactions to this? Of course, of course, Vegas gets gets Eichel, man. Like they've been in the league what four years, and they already have like one of the best attraction spots in the league. Like one, they're in a great city. Okay, fine, but you could be in a great city. And guys don't want to go there. No, they're in a great city and they have great management, great coaching, great players. They've been to a cup final. And that team that went to the cup final compared to the team they have now, nowhere close. Nowhere close. This team is way better. So good for Eichel. He won out of Buffalo. But like my, my thoughts exactly, man. Like, are you kidding me, Buffalo? That was the asking price and nobody wanted to meet. Are you kidding me? That was it. And not only did, you know, they get Eichel and that. They got a third round pick back. Like I'm thinking, okay, maybe, maybe like a late pick swap or something like that. No, no, they got a third round pick back with Eichel. I mean, those first round picks and those second round picks with the team they have constructed now, if everyone stays healthy, that's going to be late twenties, man. Maybe mm-hmm. even in the thirties. Yeah. So for them, and it, they didn't even have to give up their future. 
The Leafs gave away a first-round pick for Nick Felino last year. And he's not even playing for the Bruins no, this season. he's not even yet. playing for Boston. So they gave up basically Nick Felino, a second-round player, Alex Tuck, who's a pretty nice player, and a prospect that we don't know who's going to surface yet for Jack freaking Eichel and a third-round pick. That's, that's how you got to look at the trade. Good job for Vegas. Buffalo, once again, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, that's that's the first thing that that struck me, and you said it like that was the asking price. Yeah, that no one wanted to pay. That's what took so long to get done, and you gave them a third rounder as well, coming back with Jack Eichel. Hey, good for Jack. And the crazy thing is, uh, before this, I was actually watching the interview uh, with uh, Jack Eichel on Spit and Chicklets, and he actually said that he was willing to stay in Buffalo if they allowed him to get the surgery he wanted, the disc replacement surgery, which again, blows my mind that you have a generational top line center first or second overall pick, but your first round draft pick and you just won't let him have that surgery. They weren't comfortable with it. Now he's on his way to Vegas, probably a Stanley cup contender uh, contending team this season. Uh, They have a lot of injuries with patch ready and stolen right now. Uh, Leonard's really not playing uh, the greatest. So we're going to see how their sh- season shapes out. But potentially with the surgery that he gets, it's three to five months. We could see Jack Eichel suit up for the Vegas Golden Knights this season. We could even see him play on Team USA this season uh, really? after his oh, surgery. Yeah. Three to five months. That might be a stretch. That might be a bit of a stretch. But yeah, there's a possibility. There's I a possibility. He'll, I think he will play playoffs though. Like, I think he'll, yeah, I think he'll might be back for the end of the season and, and into playoffs, which would be stellar for Vegas if they get patch ready and stone back. But mm-hmm. what a crazy trade! Good for Vegas. Like, come on, guys. Like, I, this I just, organization, they're not like Seattle. They didn't want to be like Seattle, went a different route. We're going to build this team uh, over the next couple of years. Vegas is like, screw it. Let's do it now. Trade the I future. Let's win right now. Why not? I don't understand why it took so long. No. Like if you're Vegas. And that's what I, I feel bad for Jack. I'm like, how did this take so long for that return? But if you're Vegas, what the hell were you waiting for then? Like, I, I really want to know. I what. heard they didn't want to, like what I kept hearing through the days and days and days is that they didn't want to part way with Peyton Krebs. They didn't want to part way with him. Uh, Alex Tuck is a native of Syracuse, New York. So, like, that's kind of one of the reasons why he's happy to go to Buffalo. He's going to play in his home state. But uh, they were really high on Peyton Krebs. They they think he could have turned into something. But Nick Suzuki, they shipped off Nick Suzuki. Oh, yeah. They They shipped shipped off prospects like like, no problem. Cody Glass, gone. Um, So, hey, they want to win a cup. I This year or next year, Vegas – that Vegas team might be lifting Lord Stanley at the end of it all. Moving on. Of course, we got to talk about some Leafs on the podcast. They are rolling five game win streak. The core four that everybody is getting on is lighting it up. 13 out of the last 16 goals scored by the Toronto Maple Leafs have been from those four players. And I don't even want to talk about them right now. The guy I want to talk about is between the pipes, Jack Campbell. 10 games Mm -hmm. played, six wins, two losses, a 1.88 GAA, and a 936 save percentage. The game against Tampa Bay, he was stellar. He let in a little soft goal from Patrick Maroon. That stuff happens. But what it seems to me is that Jack Campbell 
makes the saves when the team needs it. With Freddie Anderson, he was a great goalie. Don't get me wrong. He's doing great things in Carolina. And it really wasn't his fault why the Leafs never got to that next level. Mm -hmm. But there was a lot of moments. And Luca, you were part of them with your Boston Bruins that Freddie Anderson didn't make the big save when his team needed it. No, because there is a point in the game where there's it's a crucial time, whether it's 15 minutes left in the third, two minutes left in the third, you need to make that crucial, crucial save. So your team can stay in the game. I feel like Jack Campbell has done it time in and time out, time out, whether it was last season or right now into this season. What are your thoughts on Jack Campbell? I feel bad for goalies because nobody remembers, you know, what they did all year. Everybody just remembers the bad goals that they let in. And I guess that comes with, you know, being a goalie. I guess that comes with being an athlete. Like it's recency bias. Like you just remember the, the bad parts. You don't really uh, remember the good parts. And, you know, Campbell had a great year last year, but, you know, game seven, let's in a weak goal. And it wasn't, I'm not blaming it on Campbell, but look at that. A weak goal goes yeah. in. And, and this team, they're not mentally strong. They're not. They're very frail. They're, they're, they've shown in the past that they're not um, strong when, when stuff like that happens. You know, you see games where, you know, in the past, even in playoff games, you know, they'll lose like 2-1 games. And it's not, it's not Campbell's fault or Freddie's fault or whatever. They just, you know, it lets in a bad goal and that's it. You're dominating the game. You let in a weak goal. It's like, hey, it's over. Pack it in. Mm-hmm. I think Campbell right now, and I was telling my friends this today, they better get in that room and lock him up. They have to. They have to. They, I think they have to lock him up during the season. Yeah. Before because, he listen, has an outstanding season yeah, and he's worth too much. It's exactly what I was telling my friends. And everybody was like, I don't know if I've seen enough or, you know, how much I said, listen, guys, where are you really going to get another good goalie that, you know, fits the system that knows the guys loves being in the locker room. The team loves him around. He loves and, being a Toronto Maple Leaf. And too. listen, he doesn't cause any problems off the ice either. Like he, he's never in social media. He's never doing anything crazy. He shows up to work and he does a great job at it. And this is why I think Toronto needs to lock him up because if they wait, they're in trouble now because now I, this is what I was telling them today. I think he can be, I think a team out there, if he hits free agency, would probably offer him five, five and a half. No, I think, I think that's the benchmark for him if he continues with yeah. a, uh, just just under two and, goals against and a 936 yeah. save. Like that's Come five on, years, man. five million, four years, five is, million. And this is behind, and he's playing behind a team where a lot of the league and a lot of the media and a lot of the fans view this team as not a very good defensive team. So putting up those numbers behind that defense, well, I think they've played pretty well. No, I'm not, I'm not, especially with the changes the they've, they've yeah. made. I'm not crapping on the Leafs defense, but that has been the problem over mm-hmm. the last couple of years. And he has been a really good goalie. I think they got to lock him up. And people are like, oh, maybe he'll take a pay cut. You can't expect everyone to take pay cuts, man. No. He and, and for Campbell, I think he deserves to get paid. Pay him now. Pay him now because you make him bet on himself. If an injury does not happen, which I never pray for a player to get hurt. If an injury does not happen, this guy's going to go on. He, he's in the I, – I don't know if he's leading, but he's up there in the best now. He has yeah. to be. He and has a chance to be top three. And I was I know it's early, on the radio. obviously. But if he stays hot towards yeah. the Olympic break, you could see him start for Team USA. You have Hellebuck, Gibson, those guys. Yeah. 
you yeah. see if Jack Campbell continues this, he could be part of that team, whether it's the third goalie, but you still have a, a stellar hot goaltender yeah. on your team. Um, also, the thing that worries me, uh, you said that he should, people are saying he should take a pay cut. This guy really hasn't made a lot of money in his career. You got to no. look at the human aspect of that. Like people are saying, I want to set him up. up. But he's, he's not a backup. He's, he's, showing, backup. That he's, he's showing that he's, he's putting up starter numbers. Mm-hmm. He won 11 games in a row last season. Yep. Yep. And when you look at like, he wants to set up his family, his kids, kids uh, for the rest of his life. What do you think? He's going to take 3 million or for, for three years or, or a lower number than he, than he's worth. No, he's going to take five, 5.5, wherever he can get it because his he's on the back end of his career. He needs to make his money now while he's in his prime. Yep. And set up uh, his life for the end of the end of his career. And you are right. Jack Campbell, Kyle Dubas, get in a room and get this guy signed right now. Because for so many years before all these prospects came up, and well, look at that. He just made a great save right now. If before all this happened, how many years did the Leafs go where their question mark was goaltending? Whether it was Rymu had a great year and fell off, whether it was Bernier, whether it was Vesa Toscala. Remember those days? Oh my gosh. How long was it where the Leafs were like, we just need a solid glue? Once, go. once they, they got Freddie. Go Freddy. out and trade for Freddie. There you go. They go out and trade for Freddie. Then they say, okay, you know what? We need, we need to give Freddie some games. We need to give him some rest. They go out, they trade for Campbell, and now Campbell's the starter, and he's playing his former team tonight. So yeah. I, I think for Toronto's sake, they got to lock him up. He's shown that he could be a good goalie in this league. And to be completely honest with you, I think what, what a lot of people aren't talking about right now is Peter Mrazek. I know he's the backup, but he was brought in. He's making more money than, than Campbell. Than Campbell. And okay? he's going to be out for the next four weeks with a groin injury. This whole season was keep Campbell fresh for the playoffs go into the playoffs and let him start. How many times did you see the Bruins do that with Halak and Rask over the years? Yeah. And Rask was outstanding in the playoffs. That's what the Leafs need. It comes down to goaltending in, in the playoffs, and that's exactly what you want. And now that Mrazic's eligible, you give, you, give, um, you give Hutch another shot, or you give uh, – what's the prospect's name? Wool, I, I'm pretty Wool, sure. Wool, I think he's yeah. up tonight backing up Campbell. Yeah, you give him a shot. I'd give him a shot. But you don't want Campbell to start playing 60-plus games, man. No, you don't. You, you, don't. you don't. It's not good. And that's the whole reason they brought Mrazic in and hopefully he gets healthy. But that's something that no one's talking about, and I think that could be crucial late in the year. And quickly before we move off hockey, because we always go long on this first segment. Yeah, we always go yeah, we McDavid. Always go McDavid's oh, goal. Just, one on four. Yeah. Come on. Goal that's, of the that, year. Man, that, that, that's a man amongst kids right there. He's in like another like he's like up here, and every yeah. everybody else in the NHL is just below him. Like, oh yeah, it's the, you know the thing that he this. It's not like he got put in that situation. Like he received a fat a pass between four guys. No, he he's like oh one two three four. Okay, let's I'm gonna try it. Yeah, and he absolutely embarrassed all four of those guys, and then undressed Georgiev and put it in. And and I think the the best part about that goal is is the time that it happened. Down one, three minutes left in the game, and he pulls that off. Yeah, I think that's that team, time that team was Listen. feeling. I think they were down four yeah. one in that game. Yeah, and they and came back. That's your big time player making big time plays at big time moments, and that's exactly what McDavid did. Good for them. Good for Edmonton. They got a star there, and there he's he's never leaving. People are no. talking about him already. Look, already. Listen to this. Five. What is he? Five years in. Six yeah. years in, already people are saying he's the greatest ever. Yeah, he's gonna be talent the wise. Ever. 
Greatest ever. Very, very, very hard to dispute that. Very, very difficult to dispute that based off of the era he's playing in and how easy it makes it look every night. Exactly. Totally agree. Baseball, Luca. we don't usually get breaking news on this podcast, but I have some breaking news to tell you. Marcus Simeon, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Shohei Otani are the AL MVP finalists. Wow. They got Can you two. believe two Blue Jays oh are in contention for the MVP? Yeah. Uh, the news that I wanted to, to say today about the Jays, Marcus Semyon wins the gold glove at second base. And this Steven Matz was not given a qualifying offer from the Jays. Uh, quickly here, were you shocked that Steven Matz, based on the season that he had as maybe your fifth, fourth guy, he didn't have a bad season. He no, went through he COVID. He, <laughs> he, 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 he found his rhythm. He worked with Pete Walker. And down the stretch, when the Blue Jays were going on that run, he was a reliable guy that fans like us were not worried when he took the mound in a big game. No. Were you surprised I, that they yeah. didn't qualify him? A little bit. But I think the priority is Robbie Ray and Marcus Simeon. Yeah. And I think maybe they're probably thinking – okay, even if he tests the market, maybe late in free agency, we can get a, a more team-friendly deal to sign. That's risky, though, because based off the year he had, pitching is so valuable in this sport. Like, the teams will overpay. Man, there's no salary cap. If they want mats, if another team wants mats, they're going to get them. Yeah. Because if you start throwing 25-plus at this guy, he's going. Oh, no, I don't think he's worth 25-plus. Well, okay, man, how many times do you see teams overpay? It doesn't yeah. matter. I, 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 don't, Jays, I don't think if the Jays were looking at him, if the Jays were looking at him, I would say maybe 10, 11 range. That's fine. Three year, would, two, three year. But I think the for 10, Matt, 11 range. Take, Matt should take that. I think I'm not just saying that because I want him to stay as a J, but, but I just don't think he that. had the season to be like, Oh my God, he bounced back from oh, what yeah, he was no, with, no. with the Mets. Was no, he I'm solid? Saying, yes. Yeah. But he's yeah. not, he's not going to be your second or your first guy. He's going to be your fifth, fourth spot starter kind of guy. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and, that you can argue is one of the most valuable spots, man. Because mm-hmm. you need that back end, that yeah, depth pitching. Your ace and your and your and your and your your second guy, even your third guy. Okay, but mostly one and two. You expect him to get combined around twenty five to thirty wins on the, you know between them two. Yeah, you have your fourth pitcher going six innings, giving you ten wins. That's that's huge. Huge. It's massive. And so I think for the Jays, I, I would love to see them resign Mats because then at least we don't lose him, we don't lose Ray, and we don't. And then you know now we're down two of the guys. And mm-hmm. Ryu, for me, I, you know we, we've talked about this. I, Ryu is Ryu, man. Like I think, yeah, but Ryu he, he's dropped for me. He's dropped. He's dropped. Sure. And that, that's what and happens. That's why Robbie Ray, pitchers. Robbie Ray, is a priority. Yep. I think Barrios is the ace of this team. Do you? I think he is going to be going into the year. I I would agree, but I think this past year, I said to you, going if there was a wild card game, I would have pitched Manoa. Yeah, I thought he was phenomenal. But, but the hey, next what's the famous the... line? What's the famous line we always use? Gotta see how they use. How two do you years, do in the second year? year? How do you do years in your down second? the line? You're right. Yeah, but th- they. That's what I was saying uh, today. How how are they going to pitch Manoa next season? They used yeah. him a lot, and oh, and wow. he pitched a lot of innings. Are they gonna they gonna slow him down this year? Is he only they're put him on a lot more pitch counts? Only yeah. send him out there five innings, bring in an opener before Manoa comes in. I don't know. A lot of questions. We got some breaking news, so I can't wait to see that verdict go down. I think it's still gonna be Otani, 
But yeah. it's just really cool to see have two Blue Jays uh, in the MVP conversation. And please, Mark Shapiro, bring both of these guys back. Well, Robbie, Robbie Ray is a Cy Young finalist. Cy Young finalist. Well, we knew that. that we was... knew that already. And I, and I, I honestly... think he's going to win for the AL. I, I think he he's going to win. There's no way I, Garrett Cole yeah. wins. You don't think? Eh? Down the stretch, Robbie Ray yeah, was, was... was lights out. And no, that's, right. that's what everyone's going to remember. Um, basketball, Raptors. We didn't give the Raptors a lot of stock <laughs> in our, <laughs> in our no. predictions. No, we, we should have bought, bought low, man. We should have bought low. We should have bought low. The Raptors yeah. are doing pretty well. I, I think they're yeah. six and five now. They just had two, two, uh, a close loss to Cleveland. Cleveland is a sleeper team in the oh, East. Yeah. You got to watch out for them. Well, Sexton's hurt now. I'm pretty Sexton's sure. Sexton's hurt. So. Exactly. Yeah. So, but they were they blow. coming into that game on Saturday. They yeah. were doing pretty well, and then they mm-hmm. lost to Brooklyn uh, last night. Pascal Siakam has returned. And what I've been hearing a lot of conversations about uh, in, in the media, Fred Van Fleet, do you see him as a all-star? Oh, man. 18 points per game so far, seven, uh, seven assists per game, 43 from the field, 37 from three. Well, the, the, the 3% you, is Here's my question. He's a better do you see him as a, a potential all-star? A guy who just gets in, not a starter. No, man. There's too many good players, man. Yeah. Like you could say yes, but then when you start looking at all the players in the East, it's tough. Especially at the guard position. Yeah. There's a free spot now because Simmons not playing, (laughs) but I mean, it was tough. Van Vliet, like Lowry made his job so much easier, man. Mm -hmm. So much easier. I, I, I can't see it, man. Like you think about the guards in the East, right? Like you got, you can't. You got Trey Young. Okay, there you go. Yeah, there's your starting point guard for the East. Okay, you got Harden. Lonzo Ball. Okay, he's playing, Lonzo, having a great year. Lonzo, yeah. Listen, Lonzo's playing good. Um, you know, Middleton. Middleton. Levine is is a guard. Um, DeRozan. DeRozan. I don't know Lowry. How they, I, Lowry. Lowry. There you go. Butler. Well, DeRoz- DeRozan's a forward, but but Butler. Yeah, they, like, I know. I swear like they that. put him as a. I think he's classified as a guard. I don't oh, think he plays he power forward. No, no, shoot, uh, small forward. I thought he, uh, whatever. I don't care. But it's just guards, guards. It's yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of guards. It's gonna be very. very I I agree. Form. If Van Fleet really want, like, if he wanted to make it close, he'd had to be over twenty points per game and have, like you said, his three three percentage way up there, way over uh thirty yeah forty uh, percent. So mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. I would love to see it. Love to see Van Fleet because. Based on being an undrafted player and coming in, he's an NBA champion. He was huge for the Raptors in that run. I'd love to see him get, uh, get his due and at least have one all-star appearance uh, on his resume at the end of his career. They just need – see, the the Raptors now, they play old-school basketball on the way. And mm-hmm. that's not where the game is now. Like, you look against Brooklyn, man, they got outscored by the three ball by 30 points, man. I know. Ten but more I just think by Brooklyn. I just think that their blueprint is is like what Masai is doing. He's I don't know if it's it's sort of a rebuild, but he's starting from the defensive side. I, ben I like a great the team. Def- a great yeah. defender. Scotty Barnes, uh, what coming out of college was one of the the good defenders in college. Probably one it, of the best. Yeah, probably one of the best. Right. Yeah. Nick Nurse has always been about 
defense over offense. And we saw that it within his first year, how he shut down the Warriors. He shut down Giannis. And he did have the personnel to do it, but that's his more of his philosophy. Also got a little lucky. And he got Clay. a little lucky with Clay and Durant. <laughs> and Durant. Yes, but of course. Still, I know you always saying. need luck to win a championship. Listen, but what I'm saying is down there. the line, if the Raptors like is Masai mad that the Raptors could be uh, in the playoffs this year, or does he want to be a lottery team again? The Masai is one of those guys where I feel like he, he, he ain't tanking. Yeah. Like he's not, tanking. they got, they got the fourth they pick tanked the last year though. Don't, don't say well, they didn't tank last year. I don't think they tank. I just don't think they were very good. Yeah. Because Lowry just never played and yeah, Siakam well, never yeah. played. Oh, he's out tonight. But they also got very lucky to get the fourth pick. They weren't the fourth worst team in the league. No, they weren't. I think that, they had what the hey, seventh best odds or something like that. That was Eight, the lottery. You know? That's the lottery. I hate hey, the lottery, man. I so hate the, lottery the number one team never wins. Well, that's the fun about unless it. You, unless you're, unless you know, unless, unless you're Edmonton unless, Oilers and you're, unless you're like the Oilers, <laughs> unless you're the Oilers or, uh, you know, Toronto. or that's if you're funny. Toronto, when, when you know, one of the best American players comes out in the last 15 years, um, let's talk some football, Luca, because a lot of stuff. And I wanted to get your opinion on this because you've been saying about the Odell to the Patriots, Odell to the Patriots. Odell to the Patriots. I, I, no, 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 I haven't just been listen, saying it. Listen, listen, I've listen. been saying it for years now. I know. Listen to me. Odell's dad comes out, posts this huge <laughs> video about yeah. just picking plays where Odell is open and Baker Mayfield doesn't throw to him. We don't know. Us two smucks don't know what their relationship was in the locker room on the sideline, what Odell's relationship was with his coach and the coaches, the offensive coordinator, this and that. The Browns release him and – they made a playoff run last year without Odell, right? Didn't yeah. they look better without Beckham Jr. in the lineup? They did. At receiver. Mm-hmm. Then when they release him, their game last week, Baker Mayfield looked 10 times better, more relaxed. Because I feel like having that name, Odell Beckham Jr., I just feel like you. it's almost like you're always looking for him. Obviously, he's a great talent. But do you think that he is a little bit overrated from that. He had the couple breakout years, huge years with the giants and then has fell off with the Browns after that blockbuster deal really didn't put up the numbers that they hoped for. Is he a little bit overrated Luca? I I think injuries hurt him a lot. Like you could tell like some of the explosiveness is not there anymore. Uh, You know, the separation speed. Um, But I, I still think he's one of he could be an amazing receiver. Like he probably isn't like that number one dog anymore, like top five receiver, like he was with the Giants, because he he was an animal mm-hmm. in New York. Okay, but man, on a team that needs a wide receiver, or on a team that already has a good wide receiver, and he can be kind of like the second guy. But I just don't think Obel Od- Obel Odell will like relegate himself to the second guy. Well, I just don't think his to go personality to a is like that. You tell me what content he apparently now he wants to go to a contender. Apparently, he wants to go to Seattle. They're not contenders. Sorry, bud. But I don't know what the hell he's thinking. Geno Smith, Russell yeah. Wilson's coming back week ten. He is. I heard he's he's coming back Sunday. Yeah, he'll be. Oh yeah, week ten. It's week yeah, ten. Yeah. It's already week oh, ten, man. Jesus Christ. Um, but man, you tell me what contender doesn't have a good wide receiver? Green Bay has the best one in football. Tampa. <laughs> 
What receiver do they not have? Yeah. Okay. You got the Rams. You got Cup and Woods, who are phenomenal. Yeah. Dallas. Don't even look at them. They've got three loaded. That's the NFC. That's the cream of the crop of the NFC. Okay. Mm -hmm. Even if you want to go Arizona, they got D Hop. Sorry, I forgot about them. There you go. So that those are the NFC Super Bowl contenders. Then you go to the AFC. Okay. Baltimore probably it would be the one. Okay. Buffalo has Diggs, so he's not going to be the number one. Okay. Uh, Tennessee, you got Julio and AJ Brown. Probably ain't going to be the number one, right? Chargers, hell no. You're not tu- you're not touching Williams or Allen. The Chiefs, you got Tyree killing Kelsey, so he would work there. I'm not saying he wouldn't work there, but he's not going to be the number one. Baltimore, Baltimore would be the only team in the AFC that need him. I would say, but they're not going to get him. No, they're not going to get him. Uh, the Raiders now, I mean, all the unfortunate stuff that's happening with the Raiders. Yes. I don't want to touch on that stuff, uh, but that would be a good fit. But they just signed Deshaun Renfro. They still have Waller, but but Odell, I think, would fit good there. It's either them. Or it's my team. Let's but be like, real. I here. just don't think the personality of old, like you think Bill Belichick. Oh, Bill will straighten is him out. Straighten him out. Bill will straighten him out. Now they, they were in talks to get him when Brady was there. Now everybody wanted to come to the Pats when Brady was there. And now we can't seem to attract anyone. What, what, what could cause? <laughs> we're not winning a lot. <laughs> I don't think it was Belichick attracting them. Yeah, That's yeah, the thing. exactly. But I think Odell would be an amazing, amazing fit in New England. Why do you think that? He just would. Because number one, they're running football team like they are. Okay. So, so we're not asking Odell to, you know, catch 10 balls a game. Running football team means play action passes, which can open up the field for him. Okay. Number two, they got good tight ends. Johnny Smith's not exactly what they thought he would be, but he's still a good player. Then you got the receivers. I don't know what the heck is with Bourne, but he's been playing phenomenal, I think, for the past. He's been such a good addition. Jacoby Myers, you know who I'm saying? These guys are third-string receivers. Add Odell in there with Aguilar, we're cooking. We are cooking if you put Odell on the pads. That's what I think personally, Um, but we'll see what happens. I think Vegas makes a lot of sense. The Chiefs make a lot of sense. And if you're Odell... You got to pick between Mahomes and Mac Jones. I don't know why you wouldn't pick Mac Jones, to be honest. Yeah, right this season, at least. <laughs> no, <laughs> hey, I mean, I'd be happy if he came to the Seahawks. Like, I would I be opposed to it? Course. No. Would I lock it? Then you have DK. Then you have that deep. But again, you have another deep threat. DK is your deep threat. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, is that well, a no, fit? I just think mean. he wants to Seattle work with Russell mean. Wilson. But man, but like he wants to go to a contender. I, I feel like the Seahawks. Yeah, man, but I feel I, I, I saw the Seahawks him. name in there. I'm like, what does he mean, contender Seahawks? What? That's yeah. That's we six weeks understand. left, and we're we're not. I don't think we're gonna be there. Yeah, yeah I, no. I, I what a goal. Sorry, but that that's phenomenal. Um, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Sorry. I don't want to see it. <laughs> Jack Campbell, there he is. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> that was that was a great goal. A great goal. But um, no, I. There's just so many teams that have so many receivers nowadays. We're the only team oh, that would no really need chance. Him. No chance. I know, no one. chance. But the only team that would really need them, Lucas, I think, honestly, like that need receiver depth is the, are the Pats and the Ravens. Yeah. You go to the Packers, it's a necessity. It's just going to make them better. Mm-hmm. You go to you go to the okay, whatever the Bucks, but you go to like uh, the Chiefs. Do they need Odell? You can argue they need a second receiver, yes, but they'll be just fine with Hill and. and and Kelsey, and Kelsey. Like you've seen that. Like they're, they're, they're phenomenal together. Okay. Yeah. They haven't shown it this year, but Ravens, Pats, those are the two teams that need Odell. 
but I think New England would be a better fit. I'm not just saying that just because, you know, mm-hmm. saying that I just think, I think the Pats need him. I've been calling for him to come to New England for two years now, two plus years. It's time to make it happen. Time to make it happen. Time All right. make, and, you know, it's interesting. Probably won't, like, if he does get picked up this week, he probably won't play for that team. But if he does come to New England, I, I seriously wonder if he would suit up because the Pats play Cleveland this week. So I'm very, very curious to see if he does sign with New England. It probably won't happen. Very rare. But if he just suits up and they say, you know what, Odell? Run a fly route. Run a post. Run an in. Very simple. You could tell – Mac will tell you the play inside the huddle. You don't have to know the schemes who to block. Just go in for the passing downs and say, run a post and let's see what happens. Maybe he touches his own team. That'd How be crazy sick. Would That'd that be, be pretty That'd cool. That'd be amazing. That'd, That'd be, be a cool storyline to watch. And – you just teed up the marquee matchups for week 10 as Cleveland and New England were one of them. So let's get to it. First off, let's go Seattle, Green Bay, Green Bay favored by four. Who you got? Well, if Aaron Rodgers played, I'm going Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Um, obviously we're going with Russell Wilson's back. He returns. He's going to have, we're going to let Russ cook this week. He hasn't been cooking. He's been out of the kitchen. He hasn't turned the pot on in a while. He's gonna cook this week against Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. The I what was the story? He he is he vaccinated? Was he vaccinated? They asked him, Aaron, are you vaccinated? vaccinated? And he said, was? I'm immunized or something. Yeah, like I'm that. immunized. So technically he didn't lie. Technically he didn't lie, he just withheld <laughs> he didn't say information. He was vaccinated, but like you say you're immunized to so the question of did you get the vaccine, which the vaccine, what it does is immunize you. Kind of lied there, bud. That's I wonder funny. if they're going to suspend them, or they'll probably find them. No, I they're going to find them. Suspension probably could. It's be the NFL, off. he's one of the marquee guys. They're not going to suspend him. It's not Tom Brady. That's all. Um, <laughs> Cleveland at New England. New England favored by one, right now. Hey, listen. It's Monday. The the lines might change based on newer information, i.e., Odell Beckham Jr. coming to the new New England Patriots. Yeah, imagine. <laughs> <But> the <laughs> line wish. right now is one. Listen, they are hot. I've come in here and said that the defense can't do anything on third down, can't do nothing. Man, they've they they they've, they've balled out. Huge stutter there by me. I'm just so excited though. So you're going Pats Patriots are rolling, I'm and I'm confident as well. Ooh, that almost... Next, Rams, San Fran, wow. LA favored by four. You gotta think the Rams are gonna bounce back here. They're in San Francisco as well. San Francisco just lost, lost to the Cardinals. They got blown up by the Cardinals without Murray and Hopkins. That's a tough one. If tough the one. Rams lose this game, I, I think I might start to worry about them. But I, I cannot see them losing, especially after they just lost on Sunday night to a team that we all thought was done without Henry. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Rams. I'm going with the Rams as well. Chargers, Vikings. LA favored by two and a half. That's a really good game. Yeah, it's a close one. Like uh, the Vikings have so much talent on their team, but they just never like it's it's just never put together. Yeah, you know what I you know what I'm saying. I yeah, I know. And like as much as I want to go with the Vikings, like I like I always like Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I like the Chargers in this one. They're at home. They're yeah, gonna, I think they're gonna take it. I think the Chargers will take it too. Minnesota. 
you know, they're a good team, but they just cannot string together no, they just the close wins, man. It's like so it, hard it, for it's them. unfortunate for them. No, they they should have at least two more wins. Like one against the Cards for sure, and you know, this past week against the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Two wins, man. That's huge in the NFL, especially in the NFC, man. Yeah. Like everybody, everybody in the NFC is like, hey, no, <laughs> it seems like so. All right. Well, those were our week 10 marquee matchups. And as we round off the show, I don't know, I was, I was just looking at a, a couple of stats, a couple of baseball stats I found on social media, and I just wanted to run it by you. Uh, Buster Posey, one yeah. of the, I guess, one of the all time great catchers ever to play the game. He mm-hmm. called it quits or not quits, but he retired. Uh, this season he's retiring from baseball and there was a crazy stat that they put out Buster Posey caught 1093 games okay. only had 27 past balls oh my god Gary Sanchez has 60 <laughs> already in his career <laughs> sorry I don't mean to laugh that's a crazy uh, stat but I love watching Gary Sanchez catch on the one knee and it just always goes to the back and run scores so i just thought that was a funny stat uh, to put out and also the braves they win the world series we all thought it was houston congratulations to the braves freddie freeman uh, all them here was a crazy thing that actually happened hank aaron the braves legend passed away this year he wore number 44 for the braves okay hank aaron yep one of the most famous baseball players to play the game Mm-hmm. Braves this year won 44 games before the All-Star break and 44 games after the All-Star break. Oh, wow. And they won the World Series on the 44th week of the year. That's pretty crazy to think about. Listen, you just can't write stuff like that. You this, can't man. write stuff like that. That's why I love Oh, sports. my God. What's going on with the Kings? I'm sorry to interrupt you. but Who these scored that? Are... Who scored that? Antonio. These guys are putting on a, a freaking NHL All-Star game out here. Oh, my goodness. Okay, we could have – Simmons Simmons is so hot right now, he just can't put the puck in the net. I love how we're giving breaking news live. And meanwhile, the, when this pod goes up, the game's going to be over. Yeah, it's okay. But insane. Oh, my – Muzzin, what are you doing? What a play, though. Oh, my. Oh, my. That was a, that was a soft one, but no, okay. Come on, Jack. We just we just hyped you up on the pod. Yeah, maybe they shouldn't extend them. No, I'm <laughs> this is good for us. Maybe we'll only make yeah. four and a half. Yeah, maybe. Um, oh, by the way, before we go, do you believe in the Manning curse? Oh, I heard about this. Do you? The Bills lose it. nine to six. That's honestly more embarrassing than the Bengals losing to the Jets. I'm sorry, but yeah, it is totally that that this team, one of the most nine, offensively six. talented teams in the league, Super Bowl contenders. Get blown out by the Owen Owen whatever Jags. And I just want not to even blown out. They lost nine six. They didn't even get a touchdown. Yeah. Let me just. I just want to point something out. Okay. The Manning curse. That Manning curse. Yeah, it's probably it's real, man. It's real. Um. The everyone talks about the Bills and like how they're so good, and and I I do think they're the best team in the AFC East. Okay. In, the, in that division. But, man, you look at their wins, and then you look at the Patriots' wins, no one talks about it. You got two wins against Miami, two wins against the Jets for the Pats, okay? So those are, those are two of Buffalo and New England's wins. Two yeah. against Miami for Buffalo, two. Okay. They beat Washington, okay? Ew. New England beat Carolina. Carolina, better than the Redskins or the football team right now, but still 
two not very good teams. Yeah, okay, yeah, so there's a third one. The Texans, both teams beat the Texans. So there's four wins. They beat the Chiefs. We beat the Chargers. And then, okay, and we're going to see. We're going to pump Jacksonville. You watch. I, I'm confident we'll win that game. But you got them losing to Jacksonville, and then, you know, that's just – we lost to who? Dallas in overtime. New England because of a do- – or um, the Bucks because of a doink kick. Miami because they freaking fumbled on the one-yard line at the end of the game, or else they would have won that game. And then the Saints blew us out. But there you go. <laughs> But those are the losses for New England. So you look at the losses and the wins for New England, the losses and the wins for the Bills. You cannot tell me that the Bills are that much better than New England based off of what we've seen so far this year. Do I think the Bills are better? Yes, offensively they're better. Defensively they're better. That's what the stats say. But New England's defense has turned it up a notch, which is helping this offense. That's all I got to say. I just wanted to put that out there before the show ended just to push it over 40 minutes because that's what we always do on the show. We ended around 33 minutes. And then it pushes 47 minutes when I'm watching it later in the week. I just wanted to say that. I just wanted to say that. that Let, but honestly, now that you know that, because you probably didn't really take that into consideration, does it not make you think, okay, maybe like we're maybe overestimating Buffalo or kind of underestimating? I just think, I just think Buffalo is a good team. Yeah. They're just not playing good football. They're I, just I, not yeah. playing up to their I standard. Think Buffalo, I think listen, Buffalo I think at the Buffalo's top of their game are an AFC. I have them in the Super Bowl. You do. And I think they're a very good team. I just think they play down to their well, – obviously, they played down to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Didn't even – great game plan by them to shut I mean, Josh Allen down. That's, that's um, awful, hey, That's awful, man. This podcast – the new slogan for this podcast uh, is let Luca cook because he wants – to let out his uh, Patriots takes. This see, is a Patriots-heavy he, podcast for Luke. No, Ryan. not that much. I mean, we, we talk about the Leafs in, in like the when the Super Bowl's on. We still manage to talk about the Leafs. Hey, even when they're not even playing, it's Leafs-heavy. The Leafs, so, baby. Hometown. You guys, all I gotta say is for the people listening, you better hope Odell doesn't land on the pads. Because number one, I'm gonna be the happiest guy in the world. <laughs> We're gonna have a whole episode and number dedicated two, to that. It's going to be a 45-minute episode with about two minutes on the Leafs. It will come next week if he comes, and then he scores against the Browns. I'm going to have two minutes of talking. I'm going to in- intro the show and go, Luca, have at it. I'm going to go to put my mic on mute, go to downstairs, make a sandwich, and just let yeah. you cook. Just like you did air. after Brady won the Super Bowl this Brady, year. Yeah, well, we just let you go. Rant, a 12-minute rant. I went on, on. On Brady winning the Super Bowl with the Bucks. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the L2 Sports Podcast. You can listen to this podcast on any podcast streaming platform. Listen to us bozos talk about sports uh, for about 33 minutes and about seven minutes uh, plus of ranting. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week. That's Luca. I'm Lucas. And take it easy. Have a good rest of the week.